This episode of the Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Booty Band Co. Top rated booty bands and accessories empowering cheeky Australians. A lot of my anxiety can stem from limiting beliefs. Even if you try to write why a limiting belief, like say, for example, just I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, you actually can't rationalise it because it's not it's not reality. <laughs> podcast welcome to the first interview of season four this interview is with steph pace aka just another mummy blog steph pace is a mother of two girls a lifestyle influencer and founder of steph pace planners an organizational stationery company with a mission to give you everything you need to lead a more organized life with a huge passion for interiors, organization, fashion, beauty, and fitness, Steph shares through her various platforms all about her life, anxiety, makeup, and everything in between. Thousands of people have been inspired by this mummy blogger using the hashtag Stephing and Stepped after making positive changes to better organize their lives and homes. In this interview, Steph speaks about work-life balance, living with anxiety, her best organizational tips for staying on top of nutrition, social engagements, and the dreaded life admin tasks that so many of us just can't seem to master. Steph was real, honest, and an absolute delight to interview. Without further ado, here is my interview with Steph Pace. Steph, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's been a very busy time for you, so it means a lot that you've made some time for the pod. Thank you so much, Ebony. I'm so excited to be here. I like to ask every single guest the same question, and I'm really excited to see what it means to you, but what does real health mean to you? Well, for me, this is a bit of a, a like a background kind of checkup with me as well, but basically real health to me, as especially as I've gotten older, it definitely means balance. Like in the past, I've gone through every you know, fat diet, lifestyle you could imagine. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I was like, I was really unhealthy. I, um, in one year I gained like 20 kilos and it's not about the weight at all, but I had chronic headaches. I had insomnia. Um, I had like all these horrible symptoms just from being so unhealthy. And then I went on to, you know, get really healthy, but then I got too like restrictive. Mm -hmm. And then I like literally just wasn't enjoying life. And it's funny. And then it took for me to have the kids to realize that, you know, real health to me is having that balance it's all about you know eating well and moving your body but not being restrictive and not being able like you need to enjoy your life as well because life is so short so to me yeah real health is balance I love that I've heard a lot of my guests say that that pregnancy kind of changed the game for them I'd love to know with raising Harper and Willow two young girls how do you take that responsibility on like what do you make sure that do you just make sure you're modeling like to them I guess healthy behaviors how do you how do you start to I guess they're growing up in a world now that we didn't where there's like so much social media and there's a lot of pressure on diet culture so what do you do to I guess give them the best head start and the, the best cushioning around that knowledge yeah it's definitely something it's funny because it's something you don't think about until you have your own kids and you're like oh and you actually can realize 
how unhealthy or toxic your own behaviours towards yourself can be because your kids literally watch everything you do, everything. Mm-hmm. And even especially with Harper because Harper's older, she's nearly five, um, especially with her because she loves makeup and all that stuff. She's a real girly girl. So I think I'm really careful with, you know, I always say to her, like, you don't need makeup to be beautiful. Like, you're beautiful in your own way. Everyone's different. And just, like, making sure I never talk negatively about my body. And we also love to compliment the girls that's not on their physical appearance. So instead of saying, oh, you're so pretty or you're so beautiful, Mm. you're so smart, you're so kind, you're so caring. So kind of just using those kind of words instead of talking about, like, your physical appearance all the time so they're not, like, basing their worth on how they look, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And a lot of people ask me as a nutritionist, like, how can I I make sure that my children have a healthy life? And I'm like, honestly, it's what you model to them because if you you treat them differently to what you're doing yourself, then it becomes like, oh, mum and dad get to have this special food. I can't wait till I get to have that. Or they see you talking in one way and then talking to them in another and it just creates that dissonance. So I think it's so important, like you said, to be modelling and watching your own behaviour because essentially they're like little copycats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And even like instead of um, like rewarding like rewarding their good behaviour with like food or lollies and putting that worth on like, you know, certain types of food instead we're like, you know, you've been really good to us today. You did really good listening. Let's go for like, I don't know, walk on the beach or do something more like an experience instead of p- placing good behaviour with like food if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And I think that's so important. So many of us would like relate to growing up. If you eat all of your dinner, then you get sweets. And now so many of us are in that habit where we have dinner and then we want sweet food. So it's, yeah, it's so crucial in those forming years. Those are the kinds of habits that they carry on through their adult life as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really funny. Like um, I didn't even think of that and why we love that kind of, we place that feeling of comfort with food and it really does stem from our childhood Mm, yeah completely I know my parents hate when I say that because they're just like we just wanted you to eat your dinner and I'm like no 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 I get it I get it you do what you do you do what you know um and yeah I never I don't have kids myself yet so no shame do whatever you want to do but mum dad did a good job (laughs) (laughs) so I one of the reasons I'm so pumped to speak to you you have no idea I'm like a really big organizational freak and I know that you're next level like there are literally hashtags like stepping and stepped how does that feel for you to I guess share your love of organization and then have people implementing it into their life using your methods what does that feel like I think it's really surreal and I feel like I'm someone unfortunately I kind of don't really like sit in the feeling of being like wow like look what I've created over the years and stuff like that but it really does it makes me feel so fulfilled because for me, like organization, it stemmed from, you know, really just my love for it really started because, you know, in my past, and you would be shocked, but when I was a teenager, I was so messy. I was horrendous. And my anxiety, like I've always had anxiety, but it was really, that was probably the worst point in my life with that. Like I was not in a good place. And then I kind of learned like, you know, being organized and just like planning out my routine to fit in that me time and downtime how much it truly changed my life and then becoming a mother it was even more so important because now I have to keep these two tiny humans alive and also make time for myself and not feel like I'm drowning so it really does feel surreal and it makes me really happy like I genuinely love 
when people send me messages or like tag me in their stories showing you know like them implementing the habits and how much it makes them feel like a weight's been lifted off their shoulders mm. what you, I've heard you speak about that a few times saying that you're not very good at I guess sitting in or, or looking back you're very not very retrospective you're very like looking into the future which is there's nothing bad about that but I, is there anything that you've been that's been helping you to kind of remind you to sit in the moment and enjoy the present absolutely and that was something I think in the last couple of years I've really been big on my morning routine for me, like in the past, my morning routine was always like, go, 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 go to the gym, do this, like meal prep. But then like, as I've learned, as I've got older, it's really good to have that balance. So now I love to journal. I really like to just like mention, you know, a couple of things of that day that is something I'm looking forward to, which can be something tiny and then how I'm going to shop that mm-hmm. day. So I really do like to talk literally just about the, the time that I'm in and that has really helped me kind of like slow down. And then also, yeah, like um, meditation has really helped as well. Mm, Absolutely. You touched, Seth, on your anxiety and you're very generous. You share a lot about that all of the time, which I really appreciate as someone who also experiences a lot of anxiety. And I know how much from like my personal life, how much my physical state affects my mental state. And you've spoken a lot about how that was really pivotal in your journey with anxiety. So what is your go-to tool when you feel feelings of anxiety coming up? Is there a go-to little routine that you like to have something organized? You like to get into planning? Do you clean? How do you sort of emulate that calmness in your environment to then reflect your mental state as well? Yeah, definitely. And I think it really does depend on like the day and like the like how bad my anxiety is that day. For me, I really love to have a tidy space. So it's not and it's not about being perfect it really does like having you know clutter around you really does give you that mental clutter so I love to do a quick tidy up and that's not to make me feel like I have to do something it just literally will make me feel calm Um, I love to light a candle Mm -hmm. and then even just like writing out my thoughts like a lot of my anxiety can stem from limiting beliefs so I like to jot down a limiting belief and then I write down underneath that like why that isn't actually true in reality and you'll find even if you try to write why a limiting belief like say for example just I'm not worthy I'm not good enough you actually can't um, rationalize it because it's not it's not reality so for me a lot of my anxiety as I said is like limiting belief so just writing it down onto paper it really does like help get it out of your head and make you realize that no it's not true and you know these beliefs aren't reality Mm. oh 100% I always say that nothing is as bad on paper as it is in your head because then you can actually see it and once you see it in real life it's like oh that's so not true or that's so little why was I stewing over it yeah absolutely and it's funny too um a lot of a lot more limiting beliefs have come up since I've had kids too like for example My mum had to work a lot, so she wasn't around much. And Mm -hmm. I always, as a kid, and this isn't because of my mum at all, but um, it was our childhood was a bit different because I have a disabled brother and stuff. So my nan basically raised me. But um, I always kind of thought that, you know, you're either to like make money you can't be present with your children and that was just because of my mum's situation like our family like that's just what we had to do but and that meant like if you're making money then you're not necessarily like present with your kids 
And that made me feel like if I was, you know, obviously with my business, if I'm out doing my business, that means I'm not a good mum and I'm not present with my kids. But I'm like, no, that's not true. Um, and just like writing that belief down for me really changed that for me as well. Yeah, I, I really want to touch on mum guilt, mum life versus work life. And I know that when we were even planning to schedule for this interview, you you had those boundaries and it was like just innate for you to say, okay, this is the times that I can do. This is when I'm with my family. And I love that so much. And I want to read a quote from an interview that you did with the Silky Tots website in response to their question about possibility of achieving balance in work life and mum life. And you said, I think it is possible, but to be honest, I'm yet to find it. And balance looks different for everyone. What does balance look like for you now? Do you think you've found it now or is it something that you're continuing to work towards each day? I think it's definitely something that, you know, every year of your life can change and situations change. I think for me, it's something that you're always working on. But yeah, as I, like as you mentioned, I'm so much more clear with my boundaries now. I'm someone who I will literally work nonstop. So for me to set boundaries, I turn my email notifications off 4pm every day. So because for me, if I see an email, I'll do it, like I'll respond, (laughs) even if it's like 10 o'clock at night. So for me, because I know I'm like that, like setting in place just those small changes that can help me just to be more present with the family. I used to always would like if an opportunity arise with work on a weekend, I would always take it. But now I'm very, very picky with what it is um if it's like an event that's really important yes I'll go but pretty much if it's anything else I will make sure it's during the week um on my work days and especially because Harper starts big school next year I was usually working in the the warehouse with step face planners every single day and now I've decided I'm like no you know I've got staff now and me just like allowing other people to do their job and trusting them that they can do it and like for me I always feel like a burden and I'm like I have to do everything I have to do everything myself but to have balance you really do need to allow other people to help you and have that support so whether that's a grandparent a friend who's offering to look after your little one for a little while just honestly people wouldn't offer help unless they wanted to help so it's always like just take the support that you can get hundred percent. So obviously when you're referring to your work life, you're talking about Steph Place planners and you really filled a gap in the stationary market. So I want to know, since then you've been able to help so many other women better organize their lives, which is so amazing. Cause I think from the start, you were just sharing little tips and things like that, not just, but you were sharing your tips and things like that. And it could have been something, I don't know, that wouldn't have turned into a business. I really like how it was so tangible. Now there are tangible products that align with your routines and your methods but I want to know you did that and you filled the gap in that market and you continue to thrive in that area in business what would your best advice be to other women who are wanting to start a business trying to find that gap in the market or already starting their own business now it definitely would be to just start so many of us we want to like we think there's going to be a perfect time like we're going to get better at something or we're going to be an expert in a certain area. And for me, honestly, when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. I I had no idea how to like mm-hmm. bring out a product, how to even put it, how to make an online store. But like the only way you can grow is if you actually do something that you're not necessarily ready for, because at the end of the day, you're never really going to be ready for every situation when it comes to business. You just have to learn. So definitely just start and don't get so hooked up on it being perfect even like with your like for step pace planners with the social media like I look back at the first few posts I did and it was horrendous but 
the end of the day I started and I'm so glad I did and you learn so much Mm. having my own like blog slash personal brand that was like a full-time job within itself but having an actual product-based business is completely opposite but yeah just trust in yourself and don't feel like you have to like have a degree in marketing or what like business to start your own because that's not true at all pretty much most businesses that start up now and that are successful are mums or people that have no background in business so yeah just really trust in yourself and you know and don't get scared of failing because there's no such thing as failure in my eyes it's always just lessons I've had so many lessons and it just makes us better and better Mm. oh completely and I guess looking back on your journey and it could be more recent as well what do you think has been the biggest challenge or the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome with Steph Pace Planners I think for me it was learning the more like the processes of being in a business so and like allowing and hiring staff like for me I am so soft I I can barely tell my kids what to do so for me to tell other grown adults you know to do their job it's been a big struggle because I'm very soft-hearted and I don't like conflict at all not that it has to be conflict but you know what I mean it was just like a big lesson and for me it was yeah really learning the processes of hiring the correct staff and having like yeah outsourcing certain things so there's things that I'm not the best at which is more like bookkeeping and it is important when you run your own business that you do the tasks that you thrive in so for me for example I'm a creator I love to be creative do product design um, like do YouTube videos do blogs create challenges all that type of thing that's my jam Um, I don't like doing any financials I find it completely boring and (laughs) So if you if you are at the point where you can um like I 100% recommend hiring a bookkeeper from the beginning they're not expensive and it is the best thing to just get everything set up properly so if you ever are like audited by the tax or what tax office or whatever everything is in place and you don't have to stress about that. Mm, oh, 100%. I know that so many people, that's the biggest stress and sometimes a massive barrier in starting your own business because it's just too hard to think about, oh my God, ABN and and tax and like, when do I pay tax or GST and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like, yeah, definitely if you can outsource. Um, and a lot of people like even Airtasker and things like that, they'll do your bookkeeping. So you don't have to go to a massive firm and pay a lot of money. Um, but yeah, that's awesome advice. Yeah, no, definitely out. Um, Airtasker is so good and as you said yeah there's so many amazing even with like content creation now as well there's some really good social media managers that can even help you with like coming up with a plan for your social media as well for your business so as you said yeah you don't have to find the most expensive firm or like big business just there's so many amazing people like virtual assistants that work from home that can help. after the break steph takes us through her sunday organization routine how to stay on top of your social life, life admin tasks, and nutrition. But first, a word from our sponsor, The Beauty Band Co. The Beauty Band Co. bands and sliders are my go-to not only for my own workouts, but also all of my client sessions as well. Gone are the days of my Beauty Band snapping mid-workout. Nobody has time for that. I can honestly say that The Beauty Band Co. have nailed it with the quality and durability of these products, but my favorite part is the range of colors that they all come in. So I, of course, opted for the Strawberry Smooch, which is their pink, but they also have peach, blue, and patterns as well. One of the reasons I love Beauty Bands is because there are hundreds of exercises that you can do. 
making them perfect for beginners, but also advanced and intermediate people who just want to spice up their workout at home, in a gym, park, hotel room, or anywhere you are. They're super light and compactable, which means that you can pretty much take them anywhere. They're the perfect travel companion for those holiday workouts as well. Now, Beauty Band Co. have amazing packs available. I opted for the Essential Bundle with the loops, fabric band, and sliders. I am seriously obsessed. I actually hadn't used a fabric band before, and it is by far my favorite. Check out thebeautybandco.com.au through the link in the show notes today. Now, let's get back to the episode. I'm a massive believer in a good Sunday breeds a good week. And I know that you have your Sunday restock and plan routine. Can you share a few things that you like to do on a Sunday that helps you to feel prepared and ready for the week ahead? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, I love my little house reset. So I do it usually over like the Saturday and the Sunday. So on the Saturday, I like to do more like a meal plan. Um, I like obviously change the sheets, just like get up on top, get on top of the washing and like restock just like could be like washing powder the toilet paper all that fun stuff really riveting stuff here people <laughs> and then um <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do click and collect because taking kids to the grocery store is just not fun so I'll do that so that's ready to be picked up the next day and then usually yeah, the next day I'll finish up a bit of a tidy I will pick up our click and collect do some meal prep so I usually like to prep snacks it could be like homemade muesli bars it could be protein muffins and then I like to prep instead of like prepping full meals I actually like to prep components so I'll cook up some chicken or some Mexican beef and I can literally make stir fries for the week I can make wraps sandwiches literally anything and it's already ready to go even like boiling eggs for snacks so that's basically what I do and it does really help just literally have everything ready for the week Mm, that made me that honestly I'm not even kidding made me so excited I I love a good Sunday routine (laughs) um so good so I want to do a little bit of rapid fire here so when we talk about organization I feel like there's so many different facets of your life where it is really important can you please hit me with your top organizational tip for staying on top of these life areas so the first one I have is social life so yeah definitely social life and especially as a parent, can be a bit tricky. We're really lucky that, you know, as we've had kids, we've met people that also have kids. So it's kind of easier to tee up playdates because then you also get that social aspect. But for me, like say if you're a really busy mom or mm-hmm. you're working in that, I really, I do really um, recommend, you know, even joining a gym with a gym crèche because you meet so many nice people at the gym. You go to like the classes, you meet other mums. And then also just like really planning out your month ahead. So I have my monthly magnet planner, which is my Steph Pace Planners product. And at the start of the month, I really like just to overlook all the weekends and be like, okay, so where can we, you know, maybe we could go to the beach with our friends or do this or do that. And you can actually like plan it out. So because it's so easy, like especially as an adult, even when you don't have kids, you're like, oh, yeah, we should catch up. And then it happens like eight months later. So, And that's fine. Like life's busy. But I think just being able to plan it out and being able to like integrate your social time into your routine, like going to the gym or taking the kids out to the park or something. So just doing things like that. So you're kind of like hitting two birds with one stone kind of thing. Mm, love that. And what about your organizational tip for adequate nutrition and exercise? Yeah, it really does come down to planning. And in my planner, I 
at the start of each month, I like to plan out like my workout. So it could be if I'm going for a walk or going to the gym or doing a home workout. And that depends on my work and kids situation. So pre-planning that is definitely important and try not to think about it. So a lot of people, like I know a lot of people do get like, you know, gym anxiety. And that's like when you're going to the gym and you're worried about what other people are thinking of you. But honestly, I think like the more you go and the more you put your tunnel vision on, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do this workout and leave, like the less you're going to think about what other people think. Because honestly, everyone is just worried about, you know, what they're going to make for dinner that night or what they have to do at work that day. And it's just, it really is so normal for humans to get anxious going to a gym. Um, But yeah, just like pre-planning that. And then in terms of your nutrition, again, I love to meal plan. I'll plan out even snacks for the week and then, then prepping it. So like prepping like those components, like I said before, because you're more likely to grab unhealthy options when you're not prepared. I'm the same. If I don't have things prepped at home, I'll just grab whatever. And it just really takes the thinking out of it, even like with planning your dinners with the family, knowing like you go home, even for Ryan to be able to see what we're having for dinner on the ma- on the fridge magnet. And I'm so busy with work. He'll, I'll be like, oh, hey, hun, could you put dinner together tonight? And he'll know what to cook that's already on the fridge. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. And last one is organizational tips for life admins. So bills and red germ budgeting and everything that people hate doing. Yeah, definitely. So with this one, that's also a lot to do with like the planning pages in my planners. Um, So with bills, I have a planning, uh, sorry, a bill tracker. So I list out every single bill and then I have like the months next to it. And also if it's like a weekly, fortnightly you know, transaction. I also like to set up in our bank accounts, I have a bills account. So every time we get paid, I have a certain amount that covers the bills that go into that account. And then it's like transferred automatically. So you don't have to think about it as much. And you know, you've always got enough funds in that account to pay your bills. And then I have another account for savings and then spending. So in the spending, we have a certain amount for that week that goes into there and that's for like groceries, taking the kids out to the park or going out for coffee and all that type of thing. So that really helps with that. And um, yeah, just really, yeah, having everything written out in your planner like week to week so you know what what's due and when. Mm. Oh, so, so good. Such good tips. I've so enjoyed talking with you. I have one last question, which might be a hard question, and it is – what would be your number one life hack? I know that's so hard, but you post about little things, little tricks all the time. And I feel like even when I implement one of them, I'm just like, this is amazing. So if you had to just give one tip to the listeners, what would it be? It definitely, I don't know if it's a hack, but this is something I do every single day. And that's what's really kept me on top of having an organized home. And I think it's about people, when people think about organizing their house, they think it's like a one action thing. So you do it once and it stays like that. But just like fitness, that's not the case. You have to work at it every single day. So for me, I even if you're not feeling motivated, set a timer for five minutes and literally choose a drawer or a cupboard or a bench and just declutter it every single day. So you're literally decluttering or tidying a small space every single day. And I kid you not, that is how your house will stay organized and tidy. <laughs> so good so so good I'm going to start doing that from tomorrow thank you so much Steph I've enjoyed this interview so much and yeah it's been an honor to speak with you thank you so much for having me it's been such a good chat Hey, that wraps up another episode of The Real Health Podcast, my first interview episode for season four. 
I absolutely loved this chat with Steph Pace and I really hope you guys enjoyed it as well. The best way to support this podcast is by subscribing or following, depending on where you're listening, and leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to hear or see more from us, then jump over to at Real Health Podcast and at Ebony May Health so you can be updated and notified whenever we post more content. Thank you so, so much for listening. It is a pleasure to be in your ears. I hope you have a great day or night, depending where and when you're listening to this. And as always, until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.